Welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show. If you are a small business owner, chances are you are always looking for ways to work smarter, not harder. And as a caveat, you might not consider yourself a small business owner, but a business owner who's making less than $20 million per year is classified as a small business owner. So if you're making more than that, hey, call me, drop a line, let's have some lunch. And if you are not, welcome to the club. We out here slaying the game. Now, I understand that I have conversations with business owners and there's a lot of us coming from different paths of life and we all do different things. Maybe you've started a meal delivery service or discovered a way to organize your daily schedule more efficiently or looked into a business management solution. Ah, like Dubsado. My guest today, Becca Berg, is the CEO of Dubsado, which is designed to do just that, save you time. Founded in 2016, Becca and her husband, Jake, have grown a massive team in just five years and are now serving over 25,000 business owners worldwide. Y'all, today she is going to teach you how you can automate aspects of your business using amazing workflow tips. I have to tell you on a personal note, the first time I met Becca in person, it happened to be in Burbank, in her hometown. She invited us to this restaurant and I have to tell you that upon first meeting her, I kind of felt that I was meeting somebody who was so brilliant that like the hair on my head kind of like flew back. Like I had this like really big pompadour and I kind of felt like this like ringing in my ears and I realized I was speaking to somebody who's really young and so wise beyond her years. The way that she processes business, but specifically the way that she knows the struggles, the pressure points of small business owners who are trying to work smarter, not harder, have more time and grow their business without being in their business really blew my mind. In fact, I describe Becca to my husband as somebody who sees the game being played slowly. And I make this reference because one of my all-time favorite basketball players, Kobe Bryant, may he rest in peace, had said that he knew he became one of the top players in the game when the game became slow, when he was able to anticipate pass, when he was able to have the ball leave his fingertips, turn on his heel and run back down the court to stand in defense, knowing that the ball was going to go in the basket. Friends, the person I'm about to introduce you to She plays the game and it's slow for her. I cannot wait for you to hear how to work smarter, not harder. And I can't wait for you to hear Becca's tips. I have to say, y'all, prepare your heart for what is going to come your way. Now, I'm not going to tell you the topic of this exact episode quite yet, because first I need to introduce you to the brilliant mind who's going to navigate how we see our business and how we actually create time without working more. So Becca, I am so happy you're here and I'm very honored to call you a friend. Thank you for being a guest on the podcast. Jasmine, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's great to be on. Ugh, good. So for those people who don't know, and there are very few people who do, um, Jake, your husband and mm-hmm. co-founder of Dubsado, also happens to be social curator's chief technology officer. And together, you guys around five years ago started what turned into a tool that like is like a must have for a lot of business owners. So to help contextualize this conversation and like really fulfill the promise of finding more time in your business and in your life, can you explain what 
Dubsado is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you just told a huge secret that we don't tell very many people. So that's awesome. I lo- and I it's love a, it. I love it. It's a coming it. out party, dude. It's yes. a coming out party. That's I what love we're doing. it. It's fun. <laughs> I love how it's all intertwined. Um, no, but Dubsado is a client management system built for the entrepreneur just trying to get more tasks done, but wants to keep everything in one place. So from sending contracts, invoices, uh, managing questionnaires, managing the back and forth with clients, Dubsado is the central hub for your business. And we created it out of necessity for, I was a photographer at the time and I needed a place to store all my contracts that wasn't going to get ripped up by babies, uh, wasn't going to get colored on. And um, I wanted it to be customized to my business. So thus Dubsado was born. Okay. So I have to say that I truly wish Dubsado was around when I was starting my wedding photography business, because I feel like it could have saved a bunch of time. Now, here's the thing. I don't want people to think that we're having a conversation about Dubsado. I want people Mm -hmm. to have a conversation about retraining the way that we believe things must be done. Because falsely, I believed as I moved into a luxury market that the high touch required me to do everything manually. So I was the person who was doing an intake form. If somebody, if I got an intake form for my website, I was the person responding back to each individual email that all contained the same things. When it came to contracts, I was sending out, oh my gosh, I can't even, I was sending out a PDF that they would oh no. sign, print and sign and send back. Beck, I did this for oh over no. I, I know, <laughs> I'm making you cringe. And here's the thing, like I, my mind wasn't even open to the possibility that all of these things could be aggregated. So when it comes to organizing and saving time, like when it comes to shifting the perspective, what would you tell a person who's like, no, no, I got it. I don't need to find a system to automate things. You know, that is a huge, a lot of people are like you. They feel like they deal with high-end clients and can't do the automations because they need to add that personal touch in their business. But I'm here to say, that you can still have that personal touch, but still apply the automations to your business. Ultimately, your processes with certain clients, especially if you have wedding photography clients or coaching clients, it's going to be fairly the same process every time. Another misconception is that people think that automations literally need to automate everything from start to finish. But when you were doing your photography, Jasmine, if you could just customize uh, and send an automation with uh, just an intake form, maybe a questionnaire, maybe just a few other items and automate all of that, it probably would have saved you uh, 10, 15 minutes a week added up after every client. That time adds up. And automations can be customized just by, you know, adding a smart field for a client's name to have it auto-populate, adding cool personal touches on it. So there are certain personal things you can add throughout an automation process, as well as not automating the whole process. You can still add your personal touch to things and send a nice email out manually. It doesn't have to be all done. Becca, but this is where I'm going to make your skin crawl right now. Like I'm going to make your skin crawl. Oh no. I was copying and pasting the same email templates. No, not even canned emails. No, I was copying and pasting the same. No. Co- like I wasn't even, here's the thing. Like in my mind, I was like, no, no, it's a personal touch. I'm sending for me, but I wasn't changing anything. Like, even if it was like a custom field, like you had just mentioned about the name, that's what triggered this. I was like, that was the only, I was copying and pasting. I would add a name and then send it. Like I was like born for automation. And yet I resisted because I was like, well, it's always going to take this amount of time, but okay, hold on. I have to backtrack a little bit because I actually did not know this story up until 
maybe a couple years ago. So I'm going to spill the tea back up. So I always wanted to know like how Dubsado was created. And I'm just going to humble brag and say, basically, basically Becca and Jake should thank me. Okay. So here's why I'm like, we're starting off. We're starting off with like a humble brag. People would be like, Jasmine, stop being so annoying. Okay. I had no idea. So back in the day, uh, when I was a photographer, I would have two day workshops and people would sign up to learn how to build a brand and market their photography brand online. Okay. So I was doing this, goodness gracious, like back around 2010 ish. And the way that it worked, this is how untechy and unautomated. So I would announce a workshop and they were really popular. There were popular workshops. I would announce it just by way of an email. And then what would happen if people said, I wanted to come, we would send a PayPal link. But the Mm -hmm. issue with PayPal links is that you couldn't limit them. So we were doling out these PayPal links. And then we told people in the email, if you wanted a seat, the only way you get a seat is when you receive a confirmation email. So once we received up to 20 seats, this is how we sold our workshops, 20 seats. And then we would close all links that were outstanding. Okay. And we had a hard limit. We had a hard limit of 20. Like that's what is it? It was capped out. And so then unbeknownst to us, a gentleman by the name of Jake emails and JD, my business partner sends him the link and Jake in his mind just assumes that if he has the link, he has a seat. So then two days, two days before the event, Jake emails this JD guy and says, Hey, I'm trying to pay for my wife's seat to come to the photography workshop to which my husband replies that sold out a couple of months ago. <laughs> so Jake's like, no, no, my wife needs to go. Like I told her she's going to the workshop and JD's like, we're already committed. Mm-hmm. So my husband turns down who would eventually come become the man who is our CTO. But as a result of his, of Becca not being able to come to the workshop, she attends a different photography workshop on the East coast. Shout out to Caitlin James, yes. who is a mute, who actually I shot her wedding. Isn't that a crazy world? So I know, right? <laughs> Becca goes to Caitlin's workshop and there she sees a lot of a similar struggle that I was having as a photographer. I wanted one place to keep all of my contracts and correspondence and follow-ups and automate. And so then Becca leaves that photography workshop, comes back to California and tells her husband, we need to create something that will de-stress photographers. So if you had not been denied from the photography workshop, there may not have never been a Dubsado. So ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome Yes, for the thing that has changed so so many lives, like tens of thousands. You guys have over 20,000, 25,000, 30,000. I don't even know these days. Over 25,000. Yep. My God, that is incredible. So if you're listening and you're kind of feeling like it's going to take me too much time to start automating, I have to tell you, even though I had met Becca and Jake. And even though I knew all the great things about their business, I was still like leery. Like, I don't know if automations could be applied to so many businesses. So I was talking to this original assistant. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. She's like, no, Jasmine, I do setups for Dubsado and have saved people up to 80% of their business hours per week, automating things like uh, contracts, setting appointments, all of those things. So how can people that are listening and saying like, no, automation is not for me. I can't automate intimate parts of my business. Like, what do you do to get back? Like, how do you change their mind to be like, okay, actually what I want is a real story. Do you have a story of a person who came in and automated things and they truly saw the massive shift? Like you hear them all the time. Where yeah. Some of my favorite 
testimonials and, and real life stories land in our in our DMs all the time. I manage the Dubs Auto social media. Yes, you do. And someone just it was a couple days ago. And they had a picture of them like playing at the beach with their family and they were like holding their kid. And they said, this is what I'm doing as a client has paid me for a contract that I just set up for like a coaching call. I scheduled an appointment for an additional uh, coaching client and I got a questionnaire done. They were at the beach with their family. And whereas like that is the most ideal, most perfect scenario those are the reasons why you set up automation so that you can step away from your business. Go be a mom, go be a CEO and do other CEO things so that you don't have to handle the day-to-day parts of your business. And it's those stories where, you know, just people spending more time with family, obviously, because I have kids, it hits really close to home. And those are the stories I love hearing. So what are three things that people can do right now, three things in their business that they can automate by the end of the week. So we're super tactical here. Like if you're like Jasmine, low hanging fruit, something you can automate, what are three things that business owners can do? Yeah, I'd say first thing, most everybody has a contact form on their website. Even just automating a response email as soon as that contact form is filled out, letting them know what to expect if you're going to get back to them in a few hours, in a few days. Just reach out to them, give them one-on-one connection. Also, another thing to automate, and this isn't necessarily just like with workflows, but is just doing personal touch videos, especially if you're automating a lot of things in your business, um, you feel like you're losing that touch with your customers in any part of your automation, pop in there with a video in the email or embedded into a form or whatever you're doing, show your face, show up like you're talking to them right away. And I'd say my last one would be offboarding. A lot of people, as soon as the client is out of, you know, done, project is finished, they don't follow up with that client after to grab a testimonial. This is the perfect opportunity to have automations in. So as soon as the project is done, it sends out an automatic email saying, hey, you know, review me on Facebook or let me grab this testimonial so that I can put it on my website or something like another way to interact with your customers, you know, to show that social proof to other customers. Oh, that's so good. So you had just mentioned the word workflow. Mm-hmm. Like how would you define a workflow? And actually, here's the thing. I actually want you to define a workflow as CEO of Dubsado because you mm-hmm. ha- you guys service so many different entrepreneurs yes. and so many people like kind of define it differently. So if you had to get an aggregate based on all like 25,000 users, how would you describe a workflow to somebody who's listening right now? A workflow is someone's process from onboarding to offboarding. So it's all the actions that take place in your client process from start to finish. And like I said, some of those can be automated. Some of those can be manual. And one thing that we tell people when coming on to Dubsado, automations and workflows are literally the hardest thing to set up, not just because it's hard getting on a system or whatever. It's because people get scared when they start to think about their processes. They realize maybe they don't have processes and they need to set them up. Maybe things have just been, we're going to figure this out as we go. So when people get into setting up their their workflows and their automations, it's like, oh crap, what, what am I doing? Like, how am, am I running my business wrong? Like, there are lots of things that come into what makes a workflow. But a workflow is just client comes into your inbox requesting services or whatever. Client ends with the process project and a testimonial uh, right off the bat. So start okay. to finish. Start to finish. So point A, let's just say is yep. they come in and they fill out like an inquiry form. 
Mm-hmm. And then you have automations that say, hey, like you had just mentioned, I got your email. You can be, you can expect to hear from me within 24 hours. And then you set up different automations. To, so if we're talking about onboarding to offboarding, it, would you suggest like mapping out the steps and in somebody's business? Like if I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Talk to me. Yeah. What we recommend is literally just get out post-it notes, start going through your ideal client scenario from, I send the contract here. Maybe I send an invoice here. I get a questionnaire there, few manual emails back and forth there, literally just write it out from start to finish. And then you can take a step back and look, okay, I'm doing XYZ with every single client. These are the places that I can automate or, you know, just identify what parts maybe need to be manual and what parts need to be automized, like automized. What am I talking about? <laughs> no, because you're, so uh, you're so smart. You just make up words. Um, right. clearly. Automized. <laughs> you should just coin that. It's like the battle. <laughs> automizing your business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I want to break this down a little bit as an example. When I go back to having my photography business, I would sit down with post-it notes and I would say, client fills out inquiry form. And then I'll get in another uh, post-it note. Client gets confirmation email. Yep client gets email with preliminary questions needed for a quote. Yep. Once the client responds to that email, they get an email with my collection menu. Yep. And then they get, a, if they don't respond within a couple days, they get a follow-up email. And then after, if they respond to the follow-up email, then that's probably where I would have to send a personalized email setting up a time to meet. Is See, you're already setting up the, you, you are past Ooh, setting up your automations. Dude, where were you, man? <laughs> where were you? I just like, it was like a light bulb that went in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, so a lot of people think that they need to do the busy work in order just to, to get the clients and get it done. But, you know, just taking a step back and assessing what can, what can you and what don't you have to do will give you back so much time in your business and, and just, you don't need to be doing everything. Like take a step back and realize like, what can you hand off? One thing that we love hearing is that Dubsado just becomes people's or automations in general. Just if you have whatever system you have, just becomes an additional assistant that you don't have to pay an arm and a leg for. It's crazy because what I just walked through a hundred percent of that could have, and then should have been automated. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, the story I was telling myself that automations wouldn't work for my business. And somebody once told me, actually, when we had a podcast guest on automation, and he had said, if you do anything more than three times in a week, that should be automated. Yep. So when I hear this, I'm like, this is a hundred percent. So after we've mapped out, like after we have like our post-it notes, then what do we do with that? Like what, then do you, do you identify, okay, this is where I need to have like a personal touch point. And then once you set up all of your, like, how do you set up post-it notes? Like what, what does that look like? Yeah. I would just, I mean, for me, I would just go to a, any kind of wall, set it up, got your post-it notes. And then my emails, I start with that. I'd go through and write all of my emails. If you are using Gmail, get it into a, a canned email. An email like, just start, start with the most simplest form create your templates um, in whatever system that might look like so that you're not having to like go back and copy and paste and, and do it. Like, cause literally that's what I was doing too. Like it was, it was a lot of duplicating things and it was just, it wasted a lot of time trying to find things. So you got your, you go in, you do your emails, you do your templates, and then you go in and you set up those automations in, in what, and how that actually looks from start to finish. Ugh. 
Okay. So we kind of tapped here for a second around the story of how you and Jake started Devzato, but because there's so many entrepreneurs listening and now that you've built this like wildly successful business and you have tens of thousands of users, can we go back to the origin story, like where you and Jake started? Like, can you describe what it was like to fly back from Virginia land in Burbank, California? And then like, what is the conversations become of starting the business? Not like the origin story, like this is how it started, but like, what was the narrative? And if you can go back to that person today, like, what would you tell her? I remember the moment, like we came, we were just, you know, thinking about the idea, but um, I was sitting at my other job and Jake walked in and I was like, now is the time we now do it. And it was in that moment that we started the website, <clears throat> that we started the social media profile, that we just we just went out and did it. We hadn't even created anything yet. We just told people, we are going to do this. This is when it's going to get done. And this is what you can expect. And so we just put it out there in the world so that we can also have some accountability that we are going to follow, follow through with this. What I would tell myself <laughs> is just being patient with all the curveballs that come your way. Um, I, I know I didn't expect things to go perfectly. I actually didn't expect anything. I was just walking into it blindfolded. And uh, maybe that was the beauty in all of it. Mm. But there were so many times where something would happen, you know, like in any kind of business you're starting up, and I would just feel so defeated. And I just would like to tell my my past self like don't feel defeated like these these all these things looking back at it now have made me a much better CEO and have made me a much better business owner and able to carry forward and advocate for my users and advocate for my employees and just made me who I am today. So I want to go back and because I know Becca personally now when she says that she came back and Jake walked into her full-time job and she says, we need to do it now. I like, that's Becca. Like, I don't think I've ever met a person who the minute like she sets her mind to something, it's like, just watch out. Like it's done. Like, I don't think I've ever met somebody with, and I feel like I'm pretty, I feel like I'm pretty like forthright and, and pretty strong. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were having a conversation with Becca and Jake and lovingly, lovingly, like Jake, honestly, just out of nowhere, he said, don't worry, Becca, you'll get it done. You're an ox. <laughs> And I was like, Jake, that is simultaneously like so like kind and romantic. And then a little bit kind of like as a female, you're like, I, I don't know an if ox. I want to be an ox. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, but I think this is where I kind of want to tap. It's like, yes, we're talking about automations. But what happens is that there's this lure on the outside of being able to see a really successful company and then overlook some of the really hard moments. And so if you go back and you tell yourself, don't worry about the hard moments. They're going to make you into the CEO that you've always wanted to be. Do you have a personal example? Like what's one thing that you're like, that was it. I thought like, did you ever have a moment where you're like, this is it, or I don't know, or I'm just sick or I'm want to throw in the towel. And if you didn't, that's fine. But how do we master and harness that kind of like mindset? Yeah, I, I think those moments for me were just customer angriness. You know, you're always going to have people who are frustrated with a certain aspect of your business. When you service that many business owners, you know, there's bound to be people. Yeah. And I always go back to there. There's one person that made me cry. And it was at that moment where I was like, okay, I either need to buck up and I need to, to move on or 
I take a step back from, from doing this every single day, from doing this aspect of my business. So that's when I decided I'm going to do both. I'm going to build out a team that can help me do this so I don't have to be doing these things every single day and dealing with every single angry customer. There will be other people to disperse that with me. Um, so just getting the help that I needed in that and just telling myself, you know, there's a new day tomorrow and there are thousands of other people who thoroughly get their time saved every day by using Dubsado and this, this, and that. So I did both. And I guess that just plays back into automations and figuring out what you need and setting it up. I figured out I needed a team and I set it up. Mm, so good. Okay. I have to say, honestly, I don't know the stats, but for every dissatisfied customer, you have like tens of thousands of people who are really happy. And many of those customers are actually <laughs> employees of social curators. So- <laughs> ton of creatives on our team. Right. And so they, when they were just like, Jasmine, you have to check out Dubsado. I was like, you guys calm down. Like just everybody needs to calm down about this Dubsado company. Okay. This is before we met. I was like, everybody just needs to calm down. And again and again, Becca, people kept on saying, but just email them, just email them, Jasmine. And I'm like, you guys just stop hounding me. But they would be like, Jasmine, <laughs> you should see the way that they run their social media. You should see their group, that they respond to everybody's comments, that they're making sure that they're connected. So number one, I will talk like shout out to all the psycho fans on the social curator team. Like you guys, like the minute I told them we actually met in real life, like people were texting me, how are they? Are they as they seem in person? And I was like, I'm actually offended that you guys are this, this, like they probably wore like Becca t-shirts. Like they really are obsessed with you. Like they are, they love what you do and they love what you do for the business. But when we go back to building that culture of people who are really endorsing your company, when you first started, there were other huge competitors, but everybody has competitors. So it's like, you guys weren't a special snowflake. Everybody has competitors, but you went into a really saturated and competitive market and you guys were, it was just two people. What did you do to start getting those customers early on? Like, I know you had said, you're like, oh, well, we set up just like, we didn't have a business, but we kept on just saying like, it's coming and this is the date. For somebody who's listening to this and be like, what? Like, how does that happen? Like, talk us through the inception point of we're just putting out there and we're going to get leads for this thing that we have yet to create. What in the world? Like, walk me through that process. Yeah, definitely. There were a few others that were on the market and we saw that, even though there were a few others on the market, there were still people like me who needed more out of what was out there. So what we focused on at the very beginning is what those other people didn't have. And that was a ton of customization, just adding your flair to everything that gets put out in Dubsado, but also a human touch. What we wanted to do with Dubsado was just apply a human touch into everything that we do in our employees, in our one-on-one client interactions, as I can see, that already affected your team. Um, And just like talking to people like they're real humans, a a very bad stigma from software companies and our SaaS companies just is that it's very stale customer service. Um, So we made sure to put all of our focus 100% in customer service. When we first launched Dubsado, it was just me and Jake. Jake was the developer and it was me doing customer support, social media, and everything else. We didn't have nearly the amount of features that we wanted to launch with. We basically launched as a glorified address book. 
but we still made money our first month because people believed in the mission and what we were putting out. They, they believed in our future. They got to know us as humans. And when they chatted into us, they got a real person saying, yeah, that would be, that, that would be awesome if we have that. Let me, let me talk to my husband and let's get that done for you. <laughs> whereas those conversations are a little bit bigger now, um, just still applying that one-on-one personal touch as we did then. Now, I mean, it's it still happens, but that was our secret sauce at the very at the very very beginning to to get us to to grow to where we are today. So, for business owners, I'm going to repeat back what I heard Becca say because even if you're not about the automations, but you're about the entrepreneurial journey, is that one of the first things they did is they put it out imperfect, like they put it yep. out knowing that there was a ton of work to still go behind it, and they focused on creating a business, and not that was. Not that that was extraordinarily special. They simply said, what does the market look like and where are the gaps? They created a business in a very competitive market space simply by saying, we have an offering that fills those desired gaps. And then thirdly, it was personal touch. I can't help but think that like we can all in our own way follow very similar steps in building out a business. And I have to say, you guys, I was thoroughly... I respond to my direct messages. Like I was just thoroughly surprised that when I sent a direct message or I had, I actually (laughs) randomly had tagged Absato a while ago and then I got a message back and then you're like, it's Becca. And I was like, wait, you, (laughs) you, you're responding to the DMS, like the CEO. And you're like, yep, this is what I do. And I was so amazed. I was so blown away. And I thought to myself, this is the type of quality entrepreneur I want to grow with and learn from. And I do understand the value of the, the personal the personal aspect of it. So when we go back and we focus on users and we focus on these like success stories, what do you think outside of somebody having free time? Like, sure, that's the aspiration. Like, that's the pinnacle. I'm on a beach and my business is running. Right. What are some of the pressure points as entrepreneurs are setting that up? Like, where do you see the drop off? Like they do one thing or two things. Like, where is that point? So that going into this, we're now heightened and aware of where the pressure point's going to come. And like, oh, this is it. This is the hard thing. And if I push through on the opposite side is hanging out on the beach with my kid. Right. I mean, in setting up automations, the hardest part is literally just getting started. Jasmine, you just did a reel the other day about how you have all these ideas and, and business plans in your head. And as soon as you get to the pen to the paper, yes. it, it, it's all gone and, and you just, you lose it all. It's the same thing when trying to set up strategies and processes for your business. It's as soon as you sit down and try to think of your process that's the hardest part. And that's why we always tell people, stop trying to build it out. Stop trying to find the perfect system first. Identify how your business runs, what your needs are, and then you can go in and you can plug it in. And that's where we see a lot of people drop off and get frustrated is just in in starting that automation. Because a lot of times they don't have their canned emails even written. They don't have certain questionnaires built in their business. And then it just becomes the to-do list that's never ending because they didn't expect it when they went in. So instead of searching for a system to find the solution for you, write out the solutions in your ideal perfect world and then find the perfect system. So based on your experience and what you've seen, because you are super entrenched in your communities on Instagram, Facebook, do you think, candidly speaking, if somebody doesn't 
if somebody doesn't have their system, like if they can't lay out their system, do you think that they will be able to stay in business? I think so. I think it will be a little harder and that the ball might get dropped on a client or two because you can you can handle it all manually, but there will be times where you're sick and you can't get back to that email right away or your your kid is home from school and you're a little distracted. It's just the the beauty of setting up a few of these processes is to provide a consistent client experience for your clients so that your client always catches you on a good day because you're on a good day writing these emails and you don't sound short in one or, you know, one client gets a little bit more special of a treatment than another. Like at Dubsado, like we want every client to feel like our only client. And that should be in every single business that uses Dubsado or that uses another system. You should, every business should treat every client like they're their only client. I love that. Okay. So as we kind of tie up, I think that you brought up something at the beginning of the podcast that I actually didn't think it through all the way. I'm just not going to lie. Uh, you had said, oh, you're letting the secret out. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I'm totally letting the secret out. So I it's feel a like secret. It's not, it wasn't a secret. It no. wasn't a secret, but we just didn't talk about it. Like we never, we, mm-hmm. we didn't actually come out. So for let, let's kind of close the loop here. So let's talk about how Jake came into our orbit, or maybe I should say it from my perspective and then bring us to the moment that we actually met. And then you could fill in from your perspective to the moment that we actually met. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. So um, let's go back to the Dubsado cheer squad on the social curator team. We were at a point in a juncture where technologically we couldn't do the things that we needed. And it was a really, really rough spot in my life and a really rough spot in the business. And I felt like we were throttled. I felt like we were dropping the ball and we felt like tech couldn't keep up with where we wanted to go and how we wanted to grow. So I'm desperate to find a CTO and I don't know anything about programming or coding and I don't know who to reach out to. I'm hiring consultants. I'm talking and yes, can you hear the baby in the background? Oh yeah, I love it. You can hear the baby in the background? Okay, we're just going to roll with it because the baby's in the background and that is like my life right now. Okay, (laughs) so we don't know how to find what we're looking for. The team says, you should really reach out to that Becca girl because she might be able to connect you with somebody. And her and her husband started the business. And I was like, okay. So I send an email and I said, hey, Becca, we're looking for X, Y, and Z. I know we're just meeting. Heard a lot of great things about you. Becca sends me a very thoughtful email with a few recommendations. We actually set up two interviews with recommendations that Becca had given us. And to explain like why it didn't work out, like I have no idea other than like, I was like, I don't think these people are a fit. What did I, what did I measure whether or not somebody was a fit? I have no idea. It was like thin air. I was like, mm, no, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And so then we like, we, we follow up and I was like, Hey, thank you so much for it. We're, we're going to be moving in different directions. And you'd said, Hey, we should get together for dinner. And I was like, I really love that idea. We were supposed to get together for dinner. And then the day before we got news that we were going to adopt Luna. And so this is y'all, this is January, 2020. Mm -hmm. So literally en route to Vegas, we call Becca, my new friend who I only ever met via email. And I was like, Hey, we're adopting a baby. They were like, they were literally some of the first people to know, which was very, very very crazy. (laughs) And so we go to Vegas We come home from Vegas, we have a brand new newborn, and we say, you know what? It's time for us to have that dinner. So we drive to Burbank, California, and 
what I thought was going to happen at the dinner was we were going to meet and that maybe you would shed light on the process of finding a CTO. So that's my version of us getting to the restaurant. What's your angle on this? Yeah. And I think the reason why we might have been in your mind a little is because Dubsado was doing a giveaway sale and we asked you to be part That's it. Uh, to part of a giveaway. That's uh, it. I think you gave away a year free of Social Curator. That's it. Yeah. And so, I mean, I was definitely very ne- nervous to, to reach out to you because obviously I bought all of your like videos for photography classes and everything. Like I had been following you for a very long time. And so when you finally reached out and said you'd do it, we were ecstatic. Then when your email came, during that like time of doing the sale to when you emailed me, uh, Jake's brother, who is our Dubsado CTO, had come on and taken over as Dubsado CTO. Just we love to keep things in the family. We love to do things. So naturally, Jake stepped back and just became more a, an advisory role at Dubsado. Pretty much just just my emotional support, and that's what he's great at. So <laughs> um, it just naturally worked. So when you emailed. All along, Jake and I had hoped that he was the candidate, (laughs) but we threw some names your way just just to to you know. Oh my god! Make it kind of make it kind of fair. (laughs) Oh my! We didn't want to just throw Jake out there. I mean, you didn't know us yet. No, right? So then, when you were like, "Okay, none of these worked," we're like, "Okay." This is working. Let's 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 proceed ahead with dinner. Not it was like our whole like evil master plan, Not at but all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, if one of them did work, they were they were come highly highly uh, you know good for us. But um, yeah, so then we we met for dinner, and then it just definitely very nerve wracking to to pitch yourself and say, hey, I want to be your CTO. But so I want to I want to back up, and then so that's that's the origin story of how Becca got to the restaurant. And that was the origin story of how I got to the restaurant. But I have to tell you, because I have zero swag and I'm all kinds of awkward, is on the way, I received text messages from two of the team members. One, which was totally petty. Tell me what they're wearing. Tell me how they act. Tell me if they smell good. (laughs) And then the other one was, Jasmine, what would be a Cinderella moment? And I said, a Cinderella moment would be if Jake would offer to be our CTO. And I thought that that probability was 0.0000001% likely. It was, I remember, and I think I even sent you, uh, we were, JD and I got there a little bit early and we were sitting out on a deck overlooking mm-hmm. the beautiful hills of Burbank. I took a picture and I sent it to our CTO. And on it, I wrote Cinderella moment. And I literally, with all of my gut thought, that would never happen. So for us to be sitting at a table, we're enjoying this beautiful meal. We're just talking, conversing. We're laughing about the photography workshop you never got into. And then I was yeah, like, see, right. see, you guys owe me. You guys owe me for this Dubsado <laughs> business. And then I started asking, how do I find a CTO? What are the kinds of questions I should be asking? And towards the end of the conversation, both you and Jake said, basically, what about Jake? And I sat there and look at my lip is actually quivering right now as I recall that story <laughs> because I was just like shaking. Like I was like, I think I'm having an out of body experience. And JD, like I put my hand on JD's knee and I'm squeezing for dear life. Like I'm on a roller coaster. Like, oh my God, oh my God, this is happening. Like this is happening. So for us to start that conversation, Jake came on as our CTO in March, 2020. Yep. Was First year- day of the shutdowns. Yeah. It was the first day of the shutdowns. Yeah. Dang. So oftentimes I think that there has to be like like a rebirth of sorts. 
And I believe that Jake was having a rebirth as becoming like a different being from a very different time. And I felt like social curator had to have a rebirth. I kind of feel like it was a phoenix. Mm-hmm. We had to burn the thing that got us here to rebuild to the next point. And it has been like this wild journey. So while I'm super happy that this conversation started about automation <laughs> and I'm super happy the conversation started in dissecting what it was like for you to be an early founder, I'm actually happy that this went in an unexpected direction yeah. because we have something recorded now that really documents what the process looked like. And for people who are listening and who kind of want something in their business and they're not quite sure if it's possible or how it would happen, I think that simply setting out an intention, having conversations and being open to possibilities, even Cinderella moments, Mm -hmm. they actually will come to fruition. So Becca, how can people connect with you and learn more about Dubsado and your journey and how that high level of customer service and personal sets still come into play with all these users? Yes, you can find uh, me, which I'm all over Dubsado's Instagram, and that's pretty much just my heart splattered all over those squares, (laughs) is my Dubsado on Instagram, and uh, you can find us all there. Thank you. A thousand times over. I think you're brilliant. I think it was a long time coming for us to have this conversation. I think you a thousand times over. Thank you. And if nothing else, and people are listening, those three automation tips that she had listed, y'all just try it. Get a few hours of your life back every month. I appreciate you, Becca. You're the best. Thank you so much, Jasmine. (laughs) Isn't Becca just amazing? Over the last year, she and I have become great friends, and I admire her, not just for her grit and her tenacity, but for her heart. If you're interested in trying out Dubsado for your business, their team has been kind enough to offer Jasmine Star Show listeners 50% off your first month or your first year. Friends, this is not an affiliate code. I don't get a kickback and I don't get anything. Becca's like, hey, Jasmine, I think your listeners deserve this. And I was like, yo, Becca, they do. You can start your free trial today at jasminestar.com forward slash Dubsado, D-U-B-S-A-D-O. And you can use the code jasminestar when you're ready to upgrade. Again, that's jasminestar.com forward slash Dubsado for 50% off just because we want to say thank you for listening. Okay, We have come to the end of yet another episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to chatting with you soon. 